Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Obelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org. Hey there, FPO family. Uh, Welcome again to this week's episode of our Midweek Meditation. Uh, Just a reminder that what we're doing during this time is we're taking one of the passages from our FPO Bible Reading Plan and just looking at it through a devotional lens, uh, talking about how we can apply it to our own lives. Uh, James and I are here, and today we are going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 6. Uh, if you've been reading along with us through the Psalms and Proverbs section, we've spent a handful of days over the past week or so looking at Proverbs 6, a few verses at a time. And so today we're really going to focus on verses uh, 20 uh, to 24, but we're also just going to talk generally uh, about the Proverbs and how even these verses um, kind of uh, expand out and apply to all of life. And so I'm going to read a few verses for us, and then we're going to dive in together. Again, we're going to start by looking at Proverbs chapter 6, starting in verse 20. My son, keep your father's commandment, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. James, as we were talking a few minutes ago before we uh, started recording here, we were discussing how um, you get this interchange here where uh, there's um, this kind of command to Mm -hmm. the person, to us, to do something. And then we get a picture of the uh, kind of the result of that, the cause and effect, the sowing and the reaping. Yeah that takes place here. Uh, Why don't you just kind of spell out for us some of what we were discussing beforehand? Yeah, right. In verse 20, we start with this commandment to to keep your father's commandment and to forsake not your mother's teaching. And the first question then we ask is commandment of what? Mm -hmm. Teaching of what? Is it just listen to my parents? And I think it's, it's better to look back and to say, well, where does any truth come from? The truth comes from God's word. And so the commandments and the teaching that a, a godly father and mother are giving to their children is that from Scripture. Right. Right. The, that wisdom, it, it comes out of fear of the Lord. It comes mm-hmm. out of turning back and looking to Scripture in order to find any truth that we would then teach to our children. And so as we're coming here into Proverbs— we are getting this reminder to to remember and to keep Scripture, even as we hopefully have been taught it for our whole lives. And then we're given these 
positive encouragement and then this negative warning. And right. uh, I was, I would personally, I was really, really encouraged by the positive picture here as, as we're just told that to bind the commandments in your heart always, tie them around their neck, have them as close to you as possible mm-hmm. so that they're not going to go anywhere. So that you always have scripture, God's word, God's wisdom near to you. And then it says, when you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you're awake, they will talk with you. Hmm. I love this picture because sometimes, right, and it's because we are this way. Sometimes reading God's word can feel like it is a book that we're reading that doesn't really come alive and it's words and they go in one ear and out the other. Yeah, it feels maybe cold and sterile and Yeah. Yeah, I've had that experience. Me too. And more often than not, unfortunately. That's usually probably because we're cold <laughs> rather than the Bible is cold. That's but right. here this encouragement is that when you are when you are walking and you are intimately engaging with the scriptures, they're gonna lead you where mm. you're supposed to go. And when you're lying down at the end of your day and you've been engaging with the scriptures, they're going to watch over you. They're going to protect you from harm. Hmm. And then as you are awake and living your life, they're going to talk with you. I mean, that what a picture of a living word. It's right. living and active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It is at work. Um what about for you? What did you find encouraging here? What was it that really stood out to you? Yeah, I think that point of, um, I was thinking that verse when you mentioned it, you know, the Word of God is living and active. Um, you know, we read in Second Timothy, all Scripture is breathed out by God, which speaks to its truthfulness, but just to its, but it's also to its dynamic nature. Mm-hmm. Um even now as we're reading this, we're engaging conversation and dialogue here. That These words on this page are unlike words on any other page that have ever been written. Mm-hmm. There's this two-way communication here. Uh, so that dynamic piece of the Word of God, the fruit of the Word of God in our life. Uh, but we see that the, the fruit of this, the reaping that happens, is a result of... <laughs> Uh, what we see, my son, keep your father's commandments. Forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. There's some sewing that, that needs to be done. There's some active work that is expected of this young man yeah. that will then result in this experience mm. of God's word leading and guiding and protecting and talking. It doesn't just happen. I mean, God is gracious to us and... Uh, we all have moments in our lives where, uh, not because we've sown something, but we've reaped God's goodness and blessing. But here, we're being encouraged. No, so diligence, so discipline, so pursuit of God in His Word. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when we do that, we will reap this harvest of having an intimate relationship with God in His Word that results in feeling led and feeling watched over and being watched over and having the word talk to us and having the word be a a lamp to our path and uh, leading us in the way of life, preserving us from the evil woman. So just the interplay here of cause and effect. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And we know that's the case in all of life. I mean, we talk to our children, we talk to our friends, our coworkers, whatever, our employees about uh, our actions have consequences. And that's all we're being told here is if we decide with our actions to pursue the Lord diligently in his word and to build our lives around his word, uh, we're told that that will result in very positive consequences in yeah. our lives. That doesn't mean we'll be immune from bad things. It doesn't mean that uh, we won't also be able to stumble and turn away from that word at times. Uh, but in general, uh, God promises blessing to those who seek to fear him and live before his face. And that's what we're being told here. Jillian and I have this little saying we like to say back and forth to each other of like the best things in life Mm -hmm. are the hardest things. Yeah. We just like to remind each other all the time when it's like, I really don't want to do this. Well, actually, that's going to be really good for you. The best things. Can you call me tonight at eight o'clock in the middle of bedtime and tell me that? Um, Yeah. I'll call you. The best things are the hardest things. That's good. Um, yeah, so we get this play, uh, this play, this interchange here where uh, we're being encouraged to build our lives diligently around God's Word, and we're getting this effect of the commandments then leading and guiding us in the way of life, which is what we want. And it's just got me thinking, what a different picture of biblical mm-hmm. religion than what we often hear. Like, oh, it's just a book of rules that's meant to hamper us and tie us down and take mm-hmm. away our freedom and restrict us. Right. And it's right. actually like, no, do you want the way of life? Yes. Okay, <laughs> then be reproved and disciplined by the Word of God. Mm. And it's like God's Word is life. I mean, even thinking back to a conversation we had on one of these months ago, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, where Moses, as he's giving the law of God to the people, he says to them, or God says to them rather through Moses, I'm setting before you today life and death. Choose yeah. life. Yeah. It's like, what is this life and death? It's like, it's the word of God that I'm giving you. Choose it and you will live. Forsake it and you will die. God's word, his commands are not burdensome to us. Um, they shouldn't be. If they feel burdensome, then it's our issue. It's our hearts that are at fault there. We were talking earlier as well just about how Jesus says pretty clearly, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's right. Right. Love of Christ, love of God is in an obedience to him and mm. his commandments and his word. That's right. Yeah, it's an overflow. It's a response so it doesn't supplant the gospel that we're saved by grace through faith. Like there's right. grace for us. We live under the umbrella of grace. Mm-hmm. And under that umbrella, we should fight with all of the energy that God gives us in our flesh and in the spirit to do what 1 Corinthians 10 says, do all things for God's glory. Yeah. Like that is not out of line with we're saved by grace. Mm-hmm. That's not legalistic. Discipline and legalism are different things. Mm. Legalism says my relationship with God is defined by what I do. Discipline and obedience says my relationship with God is defined by what Christ has done. But in response, I want to labor to obey him, to honor him as an act of love for the one who has loved me by laying down his life for me. Uh, We see here in this passage, James, that... Um, the writer applies it directly to the issue of adultery, to the issue of sexual immorality. And we, we see the connections there very clearly, you know, um, building our lives according to God's word preserves us from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. 
but we know as well that it doesn't only apply to uh, to the issues of sexual morality. It, it applies to right. all things. It makes me think right. of that verse in Psalm 119 we were talking about earlier where um, the psalmist asks the rhetorical question, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. Mm-hmm. Um, with all my heart I have sought you. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, and that idea that if we want to live well in this world that God has created, uh, the only way to do that is according to his word, uh, which obviously demands that we build our lives on his word, that we know his word. You know, So this is our monthly reminder. Read your Bibles <laughs> uh, and pray as you do it. It's good. It's, it's, it's good. That's exactly right. Like it's, it's good. The same way that we discipline ourselves to exercise and to healthy eatings or to other habits that we know will promote our flourishing. Um, maybe the practice above them all is get to know the Lord in His Word. Mm-hmm. Do that personally. Do that privately. Do that in small groups. Do that with your family. Do that with your brothers and sisters here on Sunday mornings. Take advantage of every opportunity to get to know the Lord and His will in His Word. Yeah, because the promise is that we will be blessed as we do that. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think there's a two part encouragement that I often fall back on when I'm trying to read the Bible and pray. Firstly, that it's better to do 15 minutes every day or five minutes every day than to feel like I have to do it for 30 minutes or an hour and only do it once a week. Mm-hmm. It is much better to do it every day for a short time to be in it regularly. Yeah. And secondly, when I am in it and I'm like, why am I not connecting here? Uh, the other thing is that I was often told um, by a godly man that I uh, have learned from of just uh, pray until you pray. Mm. That sometimes you get going and you get praying and you're working, even if that's just a repetitive, like the Lord's Prayer, until suddenly, oh, now I'm praying. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really moving in prayer and interacting with the Lord. And mm. so sometimes we just need to know that it's okay to to do it shortly but regularly instead of creating an overburdening standard. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, like when we're in it, be in it until we're really enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. Maybe we'll close here of just, you know, um, how do we read the Bible? Um, we don't read it like any other book. <laughs> yeah, which means that we we let the word of God drive us to prayer, mm. um, which does mean at times we we just need to read slowly. We're not just taking in information. Mm-hmm. The way we devotionally engage the word is we we pray through it, even if that just means Lord, I don't know what this means. <laughs> Help me understand what it means. Help me or, you know, uh, let this word drive me to you and teach me about you. Sometimes what the scriptures are teaching is very clear. We pray that for ourselves. So we pray that for others. Uh, The scriptures bring us face to face with the Lord of the universe, who is also our father, uh, and with the Lord Jesus Christ in dialogue. Yeah. And so we listen to him speak and we speak back to him and our prayer life then becomes informed by 
what we're reading. There's this back and forth. I remember early on in my Christian life, it was like, I'm going to read the Bible for 15 minutes and then I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. And it's like, it probably would have been better just to say, I'm going to spend 30 minutes of reading and praying the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, Letting the word of God lead me to interaction with the Lord. And I think that's so often in my own experience combats some of that distance that I feel. It's like, oh, I read that, but I don't know if I really read it. It was just more like I read a chapter from a novel or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as I pray through what I'm reading, um, turns out the Lord uses that and shows up by the Holy Spirit to to teach us. Mm. Well, with that being said, we're going to call it a day. We hope you all have a... Uh, a wonderful week. It's raining outside today as we speak, so uh, it's probably going to be raining all week. Wherever you find yourself listening to this, uh, we hope you stay safe. We hope you have a good week, and we look forward to being together next time.